everything come naturally Oh, loosen the grip of what you need Home is a state of mind, you'll see I know you've been searching for better days So somehow I hope you hear me say Take it easy, yeah Make yourself right YouTube.com. Howdy, hello, ladies and gentlemen. It is your host, King Nub on the Nub Hub. You can call me Reggie Emerson or my formal name, Reginald Emerson, or you can just call me King Nub. Today, I have a, um, to me, a special episode um, going into more of my origins or my backstory, I will, I will call it. Nothing news related necessarily, but I know it's Sunday. I want to keep it a little cozy because, you know, it's Sunday. It's a Sabbath day. This may even be bad to be doing in the first place. Maybe I shouldn't be doing it. But I'm here. And I wanted to, I've wanted to tell everyone how I kind of got into everything. Why I go by King Nub. And there's obviously an arm missing here. And why I'm deciding to actually run for office where I am. Because right now I'm only 23 years old. And I mean, I would be running now. But I'm just not old enough, unfortunately. In the state of Arkansas to run for Say representative, you have to be 25 years old. But I, thought, I remember seeing in another state how there was a guy named Caleb Hanna back in 2018, or was it 2020? I think it was 2018 actually, but he was 18 years old, going on 19. He may have been 19 at the time, but he was running for state representative. Not state representative, but um, House Delegate? I forget how it works in different states. Not every state does it the same way. But hold on, I'm gonna I'm move my microphone closer to me. If sound drops because the microphone cable is loose, I got to get that fixed. Also, it is missing because my toddler, I have a toddler who exists, runs around the house. He sees the microphone. He sees the fuzzy. He takes it off and he runs away. I'm going to scoot it. If it goes off, give it a second. It'll be back. 
think we're good. Okay. 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 Um, you know, before I go into the acts, I wanted to talk real quickly about my toddler, Tobias, my firstborn. Um, last night we were in the living room and he's over here, just, he's running around. It's getting close to nighttime. So he's getting tired. He's getting fussy and he's just, he's trying to take his, his pull up off. I'm like, dude, stop. You need this on. What are you doing? But he, he keeps trying to like yank him off of himself. I'm thinking we just bought him a new potty. So I'm going to help him use um, the, the toilet better. And I'm telling, I tell my wife, go, go take him to the bathroom, take him to the bathroom, see what he does. So we take him to the bathroom. He takes his diaper off. He actually sits on the toilet and he sits there and he, he's, he's like, he focuses in and he actually pees in the toilet. And dude, as a dad, that was like maybe one of the most proudest moments of my life. I'm like, my son, he's like, he's using the toilet, man. And I'm just like, let's go, let's go. It's it's nice seeing your, your kids grow, but it's also sad because, you know, they're not that little kid anymore, you know? That's maybe like one of the saddest things about being a parent. Your kids, your kids will eventually grow on you. Well, that's not that's not a bad thing because you want them to grow and live good lives and be able to provide for themselves and for your sons to be able to provide for their wives and for your daughters to be be good wives and be good women and be able to raise their children. You you want that for your kids, but it's it's hard, you know. It's hard watching that watching that happen because I mean it's hard on me. But I know my my wife started to cry. She's like, "Oh my god!" I'm just like, "It's my boy. It's my boy right there." But anyway, um, I'll go ahead and get into all of this here. Today's episode is sponsored by Doctor Pe- Doctor Pepper Zero. I'm joking. I'm not sponsored. They don't. Nobody likes me enough for that. <laughs> but anyways, I'm going to the first bit here, and it's talking about. Why Why I have one arm? A lot of people have asked me, what happened to your arm? Or where is your arm? What's going on with that? Did you lose it? Were you, did you serve in the military? Um, was, it, was, it, was it like bitten off in a shark attack or something like that? And that is no to all of that, actually. Um, I didn't serve in the military. I think back when I was 18, I wanted to. I think I wanted to serve in the military because the school came in with the ASVAB test. I scored high on it. They're saying, Dude, but with these scores, you can do absolutely anything you want. I'm just like, cool. Because I, at that point, I mean, I, I knew I wanted to go into technology because of the area I lived in. I wanted to do something to make sure I'd secure income for myself and my family in the future. But as I saw, the military pay for, pay for my college, let me go in. Okay, why not? Why not? I, I didn't know anything about any of that at that point. But then... I don't think they remembered me from when they came to my school to see and see it saw that I had one arm, but I remember telling them, "Hey, I have one arm. Does that affect my eligibility at all?" And I was like, "Oh, well, because you have one arm, you won't be able to serve in the military." And I'm just like, "I thought so," but my like me one arm guy, I can't serve in the military, but a tranny, a transgender. A gender confused, uh, mentally unstable person can, but I can't. And from that point, I was like, "Yeah, the military is a joke." I mean, I can I can carry weapons. I'm I'm, I'm pretty strong. I can run fast. I'm just just like, okay, whatever. Anyways, I'm glad I didn't do it. But the way I actually ended up with one arm is actually due to birth. And not because I was formed with only having one hand. It was because 
from from the very moment, like from the very beginning, I had baby girls naturally live in their natural state. They have their five fingers, I mean, five fingers on each hand and the legs. And it's just like everything was going just fine. And I think where it happened from how my, my parents explained it to me at about six months in the womb. At that point, obviously, you've already grown both your arms and both your legs at that point. You have all of your limbs at that point. Right. And they say somehow, um, they say somehow the umbilical cord that connects me to my mom got wrapped around my neck and my face somehow at that point in the womb. And doctors were telling my mom and my dad and say, at this rate, like as he keeps growing, the umbilical cord will eventually just, it's going to take his head off. And this brought my parents, um, a lot of stress. So it's just like, wow, especially my mom, because I, mean, I imagine we're both my parents, but my mom, she's, she's the one growing me, right? And I, obviously, it's like, as I'm experiencing pain, she feels pain too. And so I'm thinking, well, I'm not thinking anything. So I don't know. But I'm, I'm still inside my mom's fetus still, right? I'm still growing. I haven't, I've yet to be born, right? But they say somehow while I was in the womb at six months, my left arm, I used my left arm and got it. Okay, umbilical cord is like neck and face, right? I somehow, I don't know, say, I'm going to do it with my right hand, right? Imagine this is my left hand, okay? They say somehow in the womb, I was able to get my arm on my face. and See, part of umbilical cord on my hand, all right? I get it. I get it off my head. And now it's stuck on my arm, right? And so now I'll go back to my nub side. It was up to here to where the umbilical cord got. I got the rest of my arm, but the umbilical cord is here on my nub. Well, arm at the time because I had two arms at the time and they say I kept growing and the cord got tighter and tighter takes my arm off now I actually it was up to here I think it's below my elbows where it happened at below my elbows when the umbilical cord got um attached to but well, not attached but wrapped around and it took my arm off from there my arm came off my body and I think it just because nothing's keeping it alive it just kind of dissolved and my body just absorbed it or whatever or something right Within the last few months while I was in the womb, I grew my nub. And not to freak anybody out, but I'm gonna get a little close here. Cause from the elbow, cause I, I actually, I have the elbow, my arm, my nub, nub can bend. The nub can bend, right? And I got a bit of the forearm. When I have bo the bones that in your arm that allows you to, the bones in your arm that allows you to twist your arm and move your hand around, I have that over, over here. You don't see it, obviously, because there's no hand at the very end to show you that I'm actually twisting my arm, but I'm, I'm moving, I'm doing the exact same thing over here right now. Like, if you look close enough at my nub, I'm doing it, I'm doing it right now. And I also actually have all of my tendons that would, that would, that would move my fingers because I have the middle ones here. You see on my arm here, I was doing that and over here. It's right here, right down the middle. And before I talk about the rest of like the fingers and stuff that my nub would have had for grown back to another arm, if you look, like I think this is where my bones would have came out of, right here on the other side. Cause I see that's that's why I feel it's where the bones are connecting. And doctors tell me that this is a nail, the soft squishy on the end of my nub. They say that's a nail, but it's like the softest nail like ever. It hardly grows, like hardly ever grows 
Like I may I may have to do something to it every four years, ever, but it hardly ever grows. They say somehow, before I was born, my body decided to do that and give me like a tiny nail. But I have everything that I would use to I would use to move my fingers, which is pretty cool. So I have like the index finger, tendon, um, middle finger, ring. The pink, the pinky feels kind of weird though. It feels like detached or something. But anyway, that's how I have the nub. I used prosthetic arms growing up for a while, but I didn't like them very much. Mainly because as I got, as I started to grow, my, my oldest brother played football, and me and my brother, we were pretty close in age. Um, and we we wanted to also play football because he was he was in like the little league playing football, and we wanted to, we wanted to do that too. So we did. Um, and because of that, it made life trying, trying to wear a prosthetic arm really didn't work out for me because I didn't want to look like I had two arms. I wanted to look and have the functionality of a two arm person. And my prosthetic arms only allowed me to look like a two arm person while I, I still couldn't do anything like the arm, like it never, maybe, maybe the technology has gotten better, but at that point, none of this was happening, right? I couldn't pick pick up a soda turn it crack it open hold it tight enough or loose enough without crushing it or having too loose of a grip and turn my wrist and arm at the same time to take a sip things that simple the prosthetic arm could not do and that made me hate it. I played football. I played basketball. I couldn't use the arm in those sports. I played video games. I couldn't use a prosthetic arm to play video games. And I thought at least, hey, maybe I can use it to cook because I wanted to like make some rice or something. I forget what I was doing in the kitchen that day. But I'm trying to go underneath um, our cabinet to grab a pot so I can use it. So I can use the prosthetic arm and see how well it would do. I go, I grab the pot, I pull it up, and the arm literally just falls off my body. And I'm just like... It's kind of funny because my arm just fell off, but it's like, I'm kind of mad too because I'm like, if I can't even pick up a pot with this thing, if I can't even pick up a pot with this fucking arm, why am I even using it? So I stopped using my prosthetic arms. I just, I, I, I threw it in like the, the lake, well, the, the, the pond, the park that was nearby. I was that fresh away. That was, that was eighth grade though. There have been a couple of years of you, me using that arm and me just like being on and off with it, having to charge it, wearing this fake piece of arm that didn't really work well. I was frustrated with life because of that. And that made me fight a whole lot in school initially because people would always, they were like, one arm, one arm. And I would just kind of like, damn, I don't want to, I don't want to get sad. I don't want to get sad on stream. <laughs> But um, there was one time, I think my mom said I was in kindergarten, or first grade, and she says, one day I come home from school running. I'm running home, running into the house home one day. And she says that, she says I tell her, um, I'm, I'm, I'm crying, and I tell her, um, what, what did she say I told her? But I, I, I was saying, like, why do I have one arm? I can't do anything. I'm, just, I'm crying like life's not fair. And the kids bullied me because I have one arm. I'm over here crying in front of my mom. L little, little nub here. 
crying his balls out because I'm I'm being mistreated by the other kids. And when my mom tells me, when my mom tells me is like something that I still remember to this day. I remember what she told me afterwards. And she tells me, it says, God didn't see that you needed two arms. So he just gave you the one. He said, he saw that this is all you needed in this life alone. And this is all you're going to need. And you're going to be okay just with that. And I was like, I was like, so if God gave me one arm, maybe I can use it. I can, I can make this work. Um, because it's either, it, it was either have one arm or be dead. So I would much rather have one arm than be dead. Cause I've learned how to do everything that I needed to, even without it. And a lot of things that I did is just like, what, like how, why would one person like lean to that thing? Like for, in football, I played wide receiver and free safety. The positions where you need to either, you, you need, you need to be able to catch the ball and run, but more so on defense, you need to be able to cover the whole field, have long reach to be able to catch the ball or hit anyone trying to catch the ball. Right. And I played those positions and I started in those positions and in football, I mean, I mean, I already said in football, basketball, I played shooting guard. I couldn't be a point guard because I didn't have like the best handles, but I could shoot really good. I was really good on defense too. It's better to have two arms to shoot with. And in the job that I work in technology, I work as a, I, I'm a technical analyst. I work as an IT technician. I'm on computers all day. Imagine having to type with a hand and a note. That's literally what I do. And people all the time at work is like, how in the world are you, how, how are you doing that? Well, one hand I was like, I don't know. I've been doing it my whole life. And I remember as a kid, as a young nub on the, on, the, on our home computer, I would, um, I would write stories about, um, my nub being a superhero and fingers being like bandits. They were called finger bandits. I remember typos cause I didn't know how to spell finger. I put figure. Um, I didn't spell finger with the N in that accent. They were called figure bandits. That was an accident. But my nub, I think he was called Captain Nub. My nub was a superhero in these stories. And I remember the one, I remember one story I wrote, the fingers were robbing a bank. My nub comes blasting down the door. And I I round up all the fingers because my nub had super speed. I I take him outside. They're all tied up for the cops. Boom. Captain Nub had saved the day. Very cool, I, I think, because my nub was a superhero. And I kind I got used to having one arm, so life worked out with it. Um, and the thing is, with, with, with Neuralink technology, I don't trust it enough to be able to have an arm and have that work. I'm just, I'm not very, I'm not super trusting of technology, which is, seems contradictory or like, like, a, like, how, like how the fuck does that work out for you, dude? Because I, I work in technology. Kind of seems like an oxymoron in a way, right? It's weird, but I, I mean, I tell my, my my coworkers and supervisor all the time why I feel like, well, I don't know if we should be trying to implement VR in a certain things because it's just it's risky. Not everyone is really good with technology. They can end up clicking on things they don't need to, end up in bad spots because technology, you know. And technology has gotten people so lazy. Like, who needs a freaking Roomba? Why do you need a Roomba, bro? Grab a broom. Grab a vacuum. Do it yourself. That does nothing but enable you to be fatter and lazier. Don't need it. You don't need it at all. <sighs> There's so much more I can go into about having one arm. Oh, football. I should have grabbed my freaking trophies. They're in my attic. I should have grabbed my trophies. I don't want to step out. Um, 
if someone wants to see my trophies, let me know. I will literally go up to my attic and I will I will bring them into my room real quick. And I will show you guys that I have a bunch of trophies from playing football back in the day. Um, let me know if anyone wants to see them. I will I will go grab them. But yeah, I remember one trophy that I got made is of me and my brother. But my brother had a trophy and I had a trophy because we, we both had one like MVP MVP trophies that year. We kind of got inducted into like the Little League Hall of Fame or whatever because the best players got trophies made of themselves. My brother was super good. I was super good. He had a trophy of himself diving into like the end zone with the ball, like touching like the white goal post on the, well, touching the um, the orange goal post at the very end, the ball touching get him getting a touchdown, him diving into a touchdown. And me, um, I was jersey number 21 and it had me like coming in for like a tackle around the corner. Like, like it, it shows me like hitting like an angle about to hit six somebody. Because the people ran head to head with me, they got knocked out. I was a, I was a chunky kid, but I was a fast kid too. So people were getting laid out. Um, super fun. Super fun stuff. Um, okay, enough of the nub talk. Okay, I'll answer this question first, though. Um, then after that, what is my next topic? So it's how I got into politics. Okay, yes. Uh, so if you could trade your left leg to get your left arm back, would you do it? Hell no. Definitely not. 100% no. Cause look, trust me, one hundred percent. You would much rather have two legs than you would rather have two arms, because with one arm you can st you can still manage to do a bunch of things. But if you have one leg, you're either hopping everywhere or you have to have have to use a wheelchair everywhere. Stairs are not your friend because you have to hop up these stairs or you have to use an elevator everywhere. I much I much I much more like the ability to run. Then I like the ability to, to use like monkey bars or like use a jungle gym or something like that. Having two legs is astronomically better than having two arms. Now I I I, I, I would find me find me a freaking two 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 armed person with one leg. I guarantee you, if you were to ask them the same question, they would rather have two legs than have um than have two arms. Maybe maybe I'm biased in that, but having 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 one leg just sounds terrible to me. Like I couldn't do it. I would hate to do that. Like like I do I do not want to have. I, do not, I would I do not want to be in that situation at all. Because I, I actually met a guy. Um, I don't know. No, that was stupid. Our school thought because the other guy was also like limb missing or handicapped that we would be friends. I think I was in a second or third grade or fourth grade, actually. Was it first grade? Dude, I, at a young age, I remember, I forget which grade I was in, but our, my teacher brought brought in a guy. Well, I think he was from another school, but the guy who was also missing a limb, he was missing his leg. And teachers thought we'd be friends. We hung out that day on the playground. I don't know where he went after that or where he is now, but we, um, that, that dude over there was just, we hung out, but the thing was, he couldn't run with me. He had to use crutches or whatever, so he we really didn't hang out. No offense to like one one legged people or stuff like that, but having one leg is a lot different from having one arm. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Having one leg is a lot different than having one arm. And my mom never made me feel handicapped ever. We didn't even use the word handicap. That wasn't a word I heard until I got older. 
my mom made me feel like a normal kid because I am a normal kid. I'm just missing an arm. Well, I'm grown now, but my mom never made me feel singled out. She never let me say I can't do something or or she would she would just say, um, we'll find out a different way to do it. And that's how I did things. And that's why I'm, I'm grateful for her as well, because because of her, I think I have a higher IQ. My mom is pretty smart. And that helped me be able to figure things out and see them in a different way. Like, okay, he uses arms to be able to do this this way. So I am going to do it this way, or I'm going to be able to do this. It helped me figure out do things a different way because had not had it not been for that, I'm not sure I'd be able to do much anything. So one arm better than one leg, 100%. And it says, what was the funniest thing said about your nub? Um, funniest thing? Um, maybe most inappropriate. I don't, I don't know if the funniest. Funniest thing was someone said, did, did get a, asked me if I got bit off by an alligator. Um, someone asked me if my arm got bit off by an alligator or, or was ran over by an airplane. Um, one of the, one of the, maybe this may be funny, but one, maybe one of the second most asked questions about my nub, it's either what happened to your arm or people are asking me, do you do things in a bedroom with your nub? I'm, I'm, I'm saying the question differently, but people are asking me, does my nub do things? And, yeah. No, <laughs> no, we don't do that. My nub does not do that. That's weird. That's gross. Don't do that. Um says, I said, Nibba doesn't want to be like Cawthorn or Hawking. So true. No offense to you, Madison Cawthorn, but I don't want to be like that. <laughs> I'd much rather have my one arm. You know what I mean? Because I can still do things. I just got to do it a little differently. Being bound to a wheelchair or having less mobility does not sound fun to me. Stephen Hawking, good luck to you, buddy. Well, is he dead? Stephen Hawking is dead now, right? I don't remember. But don't want to be like Stephen Hawking now. I love you. My mom is here. Everybody in chat, be nice. My mom is here. Hey, mom. I didn't think you'd ever catch a live stream. Epic. Nice to see you, mom. And my mom says um, it was in the fourth grade. I was in the fourth grade when that happened. I was in the fourth grade. Okay. Okay, cool. Ray Gregory San Santos says, handy cap. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. And I said, my, my mom, my mom can back me up on this. I have a bunch of trophies. I was super good at football. I should have kept playing in my high school days because I guarantee you scouts would have been coming my way because we got to get the one arm guy. We have to get the one arm guy. It's probably what they're thinking to themselves. And my, my senior year, my coaches really wanted me to do it because I think the first time I came back to practice, they throw a ball deep. I'm playing free safety, ball intercept. I'm just like, dude, I forgot how easy this was. But I didn't. I didn't find much fulfillment in doing that long-term. While people like to play football, I like it more as a hobby, but to do it as a career for the rest of your life or for a real long time, um, I'd, I would have not had fun doing that. So I didn't do that, but if you do like it, please do it. Um, Spooky Dread says, we love our moms. It's so true. We love our moms. If you don't love your mom, Maybe look into that. Something happened there. So I had a great mom. I love my mom. Love my mom to death. Um, next story. Yeah. Um, yeah. Remember, if you want to see my trophies, I got them. I kind of want to show y'all. I really want to. 
Because I'm not lying. I swear. I am dead serious. I am good at the sport. I have trophies to prove it. <laughs> but um, the next part here is um, how I got into politics. Okay. Um, I'm going to take a sip of some Dr. Pepper before I do that because it's getting like dry up in here. It's getting dry up in here. How we doing, chat? Y'all having a good time? Having a beautiful day? It's a, it's a little cold here in Arkansas right now, the part I'm in, but the sun's out, so it doesn't feel too, too bad. I almost streamed outside, but the wind started to pick up, so I was like, mm, let's just go to the room. <laughs> let's just go to the room. Also, you know, I have this blank spot on the wall. My, uh, my One of my campaign signs are actually going to be here soon. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put it up right here, so it fills up that blank space there. So it's gonna be awesome. My mom says, "So is your dad? Is dad watching the stream?" That's gonna be awesome too. And my dad was also awesome. It's because of my dad that I have my amazing work ethic and the way that I am and wanting me to be strong. Um, I love my dad. Um, a lot of a lot of kids, a lot of a lot of my friends growing up did not have their dad growing up. And that's unfortunate. It affects people in a lot of ways. A lot of ways that a lot of people don't want to admit. But having your dad in your life at some capacity, at least it's better if they're in their home with you, even if they work a lot. You see that and you were like, okay, my dad is sacrificing his time to be able to provide for his family. I want to make sure I'm also able to provide for my family, even if that means sacrificing time away from home to make sure that they're okay. That's what my dad did. That's what my dad did for us. So eternally grateful for my dad. Um, I guess y'all, mom, dad, y'all have to visit soon. I know I said I'm probably going to visit y'all in a little bit, but come or either way, just let me know. Text me. I'll text y'all. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta hang out soon. Um, we have four going to the next part. Thoughts on H. Uh, it says spooky dread, spooky dread, uh, tread. Did I say dread earlier. Spooky tread says I'm cozy. I'm good. You're feeling cozy. My friend. That's, that was the plan here. I'm glad you're feeling cozy. Um, thoughts on Asa Hutchison? I do not like Asa Hutchison at all. Asa Hutchison sucks. He he he's he's actually legitimately a rhino, Republican only in name. Because so I remember I went through this program called the Blavel Leadership Institute. Blavel is like a town next over that I used to live in, and but he was um. I remember talking to Asa Hutchison because they, they said we're going to be able to go in because they're, they're, they're giving us a tour of the Capitol. I've already been to the Capitol multiple times. And I was going to be the I'm going to be in the Capitol myself anyway. I've been in the Capitol several times. I've had several Congress, Congress people, congressmen before. This is in the works. Reggie King Nub will be elected into office 2024. But Asa Hutchison, um, the way I learned of Asa Hutchison, well, how would I think about him? I think I think I don't think he's actually a Republican or a Rhino or America First at any at any he's 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 a Rhino not America First in any capacity. I was talking to him. I think um, they they actually they they closed our Q and A really fast. Actually, I was the only person asking questions. Unfortunately, but I remember they asked us um they asked us the question because he he's going talking about this is my job. This is what I do. I vetoed this bill. Blah blah blah. Going into this stuff. They opened up the floor for us to ask questions. I'm like, awesome. No one wanted to ask questions because I wanted to give everyone else an opportunity first before I started to try, before I started to, to to go at this man here. Look around. No one's saying anything. I'm like, okay, 
I'm going to ask the question. He talked about electric cars, right? Talked about this. We're going to we're going to be the forerunners in this. We're going to we're going to make sure we have electric car electric power stations around so people can charge their electric vehicles. And I was like, and I was like, well, I'm saying if you did a survey of all our Arkansas here, no one's no one's a fan of this stuff here. Please do it because I was like, we're not a fan of it. I'm saying you say it's less toxic, creates less CO two emissions. How about we look at what happened to the batteries of these machines or what charges these 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 car stations? How are the cars getting charged? They're being they had to be fueled in some way. It's not the solar power or the wind power that you think it is. And the thing is with solar and wind power, once these things go down, how are they disposed of? They're getting they're getting buried in the fields, and the fields become so toxic that you can't even build you can't do anything with those fields anymore. So they're not being disposed of properly. They're just getting they're getting tossed away in a field randomly. So I was not a fan of Asa Hudson at all. And he was talking. He was also talking about how um, so we're in this culture war. We got to be able to fight the culture. And I was asking him. I'm saying, okay, well, how do you win the culture war if you're not even fighting in it? You're ignoring the culture. You're ignoring what's going on. All you do is talk about low taxes and talking about how you want to bring in electric vehicles. You 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 sound like a rhino. You're a neocon. And he, he wasn't saying anything. He was talking about nothing important here. He wasn't talking about demographic change. He wasn't talking about illegal immigration or just immigration in general. And it's like, and he's not talking about the fact that American, American manufacturing needs to be brought back. He wasn't talking about any of this stuff. He wasn't talking about the fact that like some of our dangerous cities in Blyville and the crime this year is not being dealt with. He's not talking about any of that. He's just talking about, well, we need to lower taxes. We need to fight the culture. How, dude? How? And then because because I kept asking like the, the culture war question of culture, he dropped the question. He left the room. I said, says, all right, no more Q&A. And I thought this was the dumbest thing ever. You know what? Let me pull up this photo real quick. And this is how you know it's all a political stunt. Because after we got done doing that stuff in the room there, we go down the stairs in the Capitol. And then he's talking about how... um. All right, um, let's, let's do pictures, everyone. So we're getting ready to take pictures, and let me. I want. I really want to find the picture here. Uh, yes. Okay, here it is. I found the pictures. I'm probably in this picture somewhere. I probably. I would. I probably need to. I want to upload it to my laptop so I can show you. But I wonder if I can show you here. Here's the back of Asa head. That's the back of Asa Hutchinson head there. And this tall guy with the hair, the tall guy with the hair and one arm. I'm zooming in. I'm zooming in. I'm zooming in. You probably can't see it. That's me. That's me. You can kind of tell. That's the hair. That's the hand up like this. I'm holding my nub like this, right? I, I, I'm over here. Bam, to Asa Hutchison. He, he closes out the Q&A. We go out. And then after that, we do pictures. But I'm just like, I'm, we're like, mask on or mask off? He's like, um, let's do one. Let's do one with the mask off, but let's make sure we do one with the mask on. And then when we ask him, hey, can we post a picture with the mask off onto Facebook or Instagram or anything like that? He was like, well, this is, don't do that because we're, we're going to get questions and that'll look bad for us. And I'm just like, dude, you don't even, that's how you know it's all a political stunt. If we're going to take, if we're allowed to walk around and do stuff with the mask off, but we're not allowed to post it. It's like really because no one in the Capitol, none of the workers here, everyone in the Capitol, no one was wearing masks. 
But at, the, at that time in Arkansas, it, it was, I don't think it was mandated, but people had to wear masks in different Walmarts and different stuff like that because of Asa, because of Asa Hutchison. He never dropped it. It was Asa's fault. But when we get to the Capitol, it was just fine to not wear a mask. Here's the picture with, how do I get that to, I want, I really need that to focus. I could probably adjust the focus on that, but mask on, mask on right there. Next picture. Yeah, you can see the mask are off there. So Asa, we don't like Asa Hutchison at all. Coming after you, Asa. One day I'm going to be governor of Arkansas. You're going to see. You're going to see. Um, how did I meet my wife? I met my wife through high school because we went to high school together. And I used to hate my wife. Like not, not as we're married, but in high school, I used to hate my wife. Thought she was like maybe the most annoying person ever. Would follow me into the cafeteria. Want to be around me all the time. I'm like, girl, go away. And I kind of regret being mean to her because she's maybe one of the only girls who was like, really, 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 really liked me. Other girls have liked me, but they were kind of no, no offense to them. They were whores. They were not good women. And people would um, claim that I didn't like black women. But the black thing with black women, they either... They were the one they cheated on me in high school. They cheated on me or said I was too white. And the one white girl who likes me a whole, whole lot, Ashri is super mean. And the thing is, I'm not really in the whole race thing. I don't really care or whatever. But my wife liked me a whole lot. And I was like, let me, let me, let me give this girl a chance. And maybe the best decision I made in my life. She gets right. I have two, two handsome young boys who are. The light, the, the light of my life. I love those kids. And had not been for her, I would have not gotten them. So very grateful for her. And I wouldn't have gotten grown closer to Christ had it not been for her. So very much appreciate my wife. This will be watching you. Thank you, Mom. How do you learn about Nick Fuentes? Um, I'll keep this question and me answer short, but the way I did it, it was initially first to Ben Shapiro and his Stanford speech about Ben Shapiro being mad that he killed Jews in GTA 5, which is a video game, by the way. When I played Saints Row, I would shoot up the random strippers in the game. It's a, it's a video game. But you know, the thing is, real life, I've never killed anyone in real life. And that's, that's how I found out about Nick Fuentes. Ben Shapiro, but then also through John Doyle. I love John Doyle's content. Mm. After I found John Doyle going on YouTube, and I found random clips of Nick on on YouTube, because clips clips are awesome. Um, clips are what really brings people to new content. And yeah, I think I think it was clips John Doyle Ben Shapiro <laughs> was what did that. So yeah. Um, so have you ever done a twenty three andme ancestry test? I did a. I did a DNA test, well, an Ancestry test through um, Ancestry.com, actually. I have one of those. I could go over that in the episode one time. Or if you want here, I can go over it here. I could probably log in to my account and show you all that stuff. But um, to break it down briefly, my, my, my DNA is, if I, just, if I just narrow it down super short, I think it's um, 86% black, 13% white, and like 1% native american or, or hispanic or whatever like native native american re that region so either hispanic or whatever that kind of thing is so 80 percent. the main thing was like 80 percent black 86 percent black 
13% white mm-hmm. and 1% um, no is it that I think it's 85% black 14% white and 1% either way yeah 80 10 around that thing but I have done a DNA test before I have I was kind of shocked because um, I found like family through all of that like, I think like there are people who I didn't even know who I was related to because I was, I was a white lady going I was going through it was a white older lady I'm like like, why is she on here? Am I cousin with her or something? And I looked at my family tree. I'm like, oh, it's like it doesn't even go that far back to where I started going to like mm. full white family members, which I was like, what in the world? <laughs> um, it says 100% agree with you. He's a neocon, low taxes, small government politician who is only there because he has an R by his name. So true. Were you baptized LDS or converted? Um, converted. I, I was, I converted to, um, to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I was a convert to um, the church at 18 years old. I'm 23 years old now, but at 18, like a little bit right after high school is when I um, joined the church. All right, hold on. All right, now I'll get into the rest of the questions. If I got more questions later on, we will definitely swing by them. But let's go into it a bit more. It says, how I got into politics how I got into politics, it started at a young age, young age, young age, young age. It was, um, not young age. I, I've always kind of been invested in, but not as much as I am now, but it was in high school. And there's a thing called boy state where they will pick like, I think maybe not the smartest, but like the most vocal politically students. I wasn't even really vocal into politics, but my teachers always say, I just gonna run for mayor and this kind of that. I don't think I was really ever super vocal into politics. I just didn't like censorship. I don't like being told that um, because someone believes a certain way, they can't speak or something like that. I was super, I think I was always very pro like First Amendment kind of thing. And what is that? I was also, I thought, I also, this is a time where safe spaces were becoming a thing. I was like, that's retarded. Why, what do you need a safe space for? That was that kind of, that's where I got into positive. I think, I think, it's, I think that's maybe why they put me in it. But my question, um, I got there and then got there at Boy State. And one of the first nights there, we, I go in when there's a debate, because I, I I'm doing a debate for some reason. And the debate was on safe spaces. And that's where I got more into like right wing politics because um, that, that was the debate was over. It was over safe spaces. And there was a gay guy debating me. And I was telling him, I think what I told him was because. From, from the very beginning of my life, not a big fan of gay people. Not gay people, but gayness. Gay people, cut it out first of all, it's gay. But <laughs> but really, it's more about, um, I don't like sin. Like If, if, if you are actively living, living in sin and not trying to change that, I have an issue with that. But what it came down to, I asked him, I was like, so what is this safe space? How does this benefit you in any way once you get out of college, right? Because you live in this echo, you, you're in this echo chamber right here, right now. But once you go into the real world, it's not gonna be anything like that. But little did I know, actually, the world is getting worse and worse. So <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe I was wrong. But at the time, I was like, no, safe spaces are retarded. They're stupid. So if you're gay, stop being gay. Um, or if like if you're having premarital sex, get married. <laughs> that's kind of like my whole basis into that kind of thing, right? But that's. It happened there, and then after, right after high school, um, I'm at I'm at home one day watching YouTube videos, and then a Steven Crowder video pops up, and 
I think it was. I think all of us did this. We all saw the Ben Shapiro Thug Life compilations. I think that's what I saw. So I saw Ben Shapiro videos. The whole thing of him like talking to a trans a girl over a transgenderism. Um, it's just like and it says. So how old are you? She says an age. And he says, why aren't you like eighty five mm-hmm. or something like that? And that was the question. I was like, oh, he got her. Oh. You can't be trans is fake and you can't change your age and you can't change your gender. Oh, liberal. And that's how that happened to me first. And then I saw um, um Stephen Crowder's video on says there are only two genders. You can't, you can't, is there are only two genders to change my mind? And that's what I started watching a bunch of Crowder, a bunch of Shapiro, Dave Rubin, even though he was he wasn't really even conservative or libertarian. Well, I think he was libertarian, classic liberal, what he called himself at the time. Um, Candace Owens. I used to like. I used to like Charlie Kirk a whole lot in TPUSA. But yeah, not not the biggest fans of most of these people anymore. But as I got further into it, I saw John Doyle, and think John Doyle is what what helped me get to where I am now. If it was not for John Doyle, dude, John John was amazing. John like him. I think it was a, it was a protest in Minnesota or something like that. John Doyle, and then it was Nick Fuentes. I kept watching Candace Owens still, but then um, Michael Knowles, I started to like more. Who are some more right-wing people that I, that I watch or that are not those um, big names? Elijah Schaefer. started watching Slightly Offensive. I started, I love Slightly Offensive. Um, Kai Schwimmer, Kai Clips. I love Kai Clips. Yeah, these are like, these. I guess these, those, those are the main people. Um, and obviously Nick Fuentes. Those are the people who helped me get there. And that's when I learned about Michelle Malkin. Um, Steve Bannon. Well, no, Steve King. What who is that? See now I'm just stupid. I think Larry Elder. I like I like Larry Elder too. But um I think had not been for John Doyle, I would have never made that transition to um Neocon to actually like authentically like America first and right wing and that and being a nationalist. Because I had this retarded opinion at one point to where I said says I says I'm not proud that I'm American. I'm grateful that I'm American, but I didn't do anything about being born here. And I thought that was just retarded of me. Now if someone asked me if I'm proud to be American, I'm like, hell yes, I am proud to be American. This is my country. This is my home. I love it here. If you don't like it, get out kind of thing. But I used to I used to not have that kind of opinion. I was like, well, I didn't do anything to be born here, but I'm grateful that I'm here. I said, okay, I can't say that I'm proud to be American. And that was a Ben Shapiro take at the time, actually. How, how dumb and how wrong was I to believe something like that? So so sad of me to actually believe something like that. But Nick Fuentes, ben, John Doyle, that's where I am now. Those are my, some of my favorite people who I look to all on that. And you know, like the, the topic of gender is what did it for me, I think. Abortion. I was super strong on abortion from the very beginning. Even when I, when I wasn't really early in investing in the politics, but abortion was definitely not was a bad, bad for me. And the time I was watching um, Stephen Crowder and Ben Shapiro, before then, before I took that dip, well, I think it was in 2018, September, before that actually happened, um, I think it was 2016 or 2017, forgetting it was. It was, 20, it was. it was the summer, it was the September of 2017, actually, I think, or it was the following year. But I remember talking to one of my friends, and I was like, Trump's a racist, Trump is evil. And it was like, how? I was like, the news says so. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he was like, how? And I'm just like, um, let me, let me, let me see. And so I looked further into it and I was like, wow, 
I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm actually retarded. I'm stupid. And I became like super pro Trump at the time. Got a MAGA hat. I would intentionally wear it to places where I know it would cause conflict or get me in trouble with other people. And I would just be in their face with, I'm like, yo, what's up? What's up? Cause I could always, I could always fight. So I was never scared of confrontation. I'm a very con I'm comfort, a controversial individual. I like, am I, and like face to face, big fan of controversy. I'm not gonna argue online, but face to face, I'm I'm all for it. I'm like I'm not a coward. I'm I'm I am I am in that kind of thing. So yeah, became super pro Trump. Found out Bryson Gray. I've loved Bryson Gray and his music, and that's I think that's where that dip happened for me. Because I I used to be like, well, the electoral college it kind of sucks because it should just be all popular vote. But I've I've been found out that. Democracy is cringe, obviously, and the majority rule, mob rule, is bad because a lot of people are actually super dumb. So maybe they shouldn't be dictating the way things fall out and how things are ran. And so I was like, mm, no, boo boo, doo doo, it sucks. Yeah, that's, that's basically how I got into politics. Um, it was a lot of great people influencing me, and a lot of great videos because being on YouTube a whole lot, you end up you eventually run across political content. And it was just more so what resonated with me naturally, because I was a Christian naturally, but I didn't understand a lot of things politically. But then I, I saw a lot of these ideas floating around, and the things that clicked with me most were the things that stayed with me. I'm not a libertarian, because I don't believe that, like, I don't believe that people can exist in that way. There, there is an ultimate authority, and it is God. And then you have leftists who want to usurp that power or mimic that power or think that they can that they can be God. And they, they use power and authority all the time when they get into power. But then you have like neocons and weak, weak Republicans who would get into office who would not use that power effectively or do anything to benefit the people. They were more, they cared about principles and like wanted to adhere to principles. And I'm just like, dude, no, I don't really care about that. I care about my people. The American people. I care about what how this affects my nation. That that, that mattered that mattered to me so much more. And I was like, that that is what I'm going to stick with. That is the core of it all. The people. How do how do we know what's best? God. God get God told us what's best. So let's so let's look at that. And also, if you can't, and the thing is, why I'm nationalist, and because I love my country, I love my people, and I want what's best for us here. So I, I so what's best for us here, and I can't find out what's best for us if I'm always worried about what's happening in China and Russia, in Israel, in Brazil, in Iceland. I have to be worried about America. So if I'm if I'm not worried about America, am I really America first? I should be concerned about what's happening to the people here and how I can help them live better lives, or how how does my family? Like live right. I have to be worried about my family. Can't I can't think about my family if I'm thinking about everything else, you know? So that's where it just it all it all just somehow flowed naturally. It all flowed to that spot, right? I mean, yeah, it all flowed there. It all just it all just happened that way. It happened naturally over time. Because if that's if you are a Christian, I think over time this is where you end up. You end up further right wing, I'm more Christian. And wanting to preserve your country and your home even more. And that's, that's for anybody in their own homeland, right? If you're American, it's America. If you're Canadian, you're Canadian. If you're Mexican, you're Mexico. If Mexico or your other country where you're from is in the best spot, you want to do as best to help that place get into the place where it needs to be, right? 
You want to do everything you can to benefit your country or benefit your people, right? That's what you want to do. And the people who are in office right now are not doing that. And so we got to get them out and we got to get everything fixed up. But first, we have to influence the, the young minds of, of Americans now, the young people, Gen Z. We have to get we have to get their minds in the right place in the right place. Because no offense to boomers, their minds are they're still living in a golden era. They still think things can work a certain way that it did back then, but well, it doesn't work that way now. Things have changed, the landscape has changed, so we have to adjust accordingly and do what we need to do now. That's what we gotta do. That's just the world that we live in. It sucks, but we, this these are the cards we've been dealt with, and we gotta fix things with it. So we can't keep playing by their rules. We gotta do things like that now. And that I was watching Ghost of Tsushima today by Corey Kenshin. I was watching a video and I saw it was a perfect analogy of it all, of like the political landscape today. Because you have Jin Sakai, who is who is the ghost of Tsushima. He he's a samurai, but he saw his his homes or his home was being invaded by the Mongol Empire, by the Mongol army. And his uncle, um, Lord Shimura, he, he he's a samurai, but he, he's all about tradition, honor, and uh, uh, um, obeying principles and certain uh, certain guidelines and rules. But through that. The Mongols knew that, so it was like, well, they're gonna play by their principles. They're gonna, they're gonna be, they're gonna be playing by these certain sets of rules. So we're gonna take advantage of that, and they were destroying the samurai. And Jin Sakai was like, well, I can't keep playing by these rules because they're not even playing by these rules. How am I going to save my people? How am I gonna save my home? So he, he basically had to bend the rules. He had to play by their rules. They're using power. He's gonna use power. They're using poison. He's gonna use poison. It's essentially what, what that's what he did in that story and so Jin Sakai is like the America First movement and um, the, the reactionaries the people who see that we're getting beat up we're getting destroyed because we're trying to play by our principles and this and we're losing God like our, we, we're, our, our army is being diminished because we're trying to adhere to abstract principles or abstract like beliefs or something like that instead of actually sticking to it sticking to God's plan and sticking to what is best for our home Jin Sakai understood that, so he, he did what was necessary. But Lord Shimura, he did not do what was necessary. He kept sacrificing more and more of his people, and because of that, the, the, the samurai army, they were being destroyed. And the Mongols, who I will, I will equate to the left in this, they they were just they were beating, beating the hell out of everybody. They said, well, they're going to play by their principles, so why does it matter? We're going to keep destroying them. This is our stuff. Who, what, why do I care if they call us monsters or if they call us evil? We don't care. This is our stuff. So they, they went in and that's, they're basically the left. Jin Sakai was the authentic authentic right and Lord Shimura was the Miyokans, essentially. Anyway, that was kind of like a bit of a, that's a bit off topic. But anyway, um, I'm going to read a couple more questions and then I'll get into the last thing here and saying why I'm running, running for office. I touched over it briefly kind of in all this, but I'm going to go over why I'm finally running for office. And it says, were you baptized? I think I read that. It says, Ben Shapiro radicalized me to Nick. Same. <laughs> Any favorite podcast, political or non-political? Um, who was that one podcast? Let's see. I think it says "I'm doing great." I think that's the podcast. Let me look at that real quick. I think it's "I'm doing great." I think that's what it's called. "I'm doing great" podcast. There it is. I like the "I'm doing great" podcast. And I also like you right here with Elijah Schaefer. Is that really a podcast? That's more of a show. I like that and I like Slightly Offensive. I like those shows a lot. And I think Larry Elder. I like to watch some of Larry Elder as well. 
But non-political, I don't know if I have a favorite non-political podcast. Um, hmm. Oh, I don't know if you would call it a podcast, but um, do you know who Ke- Kevin Samuels is? Kevin Samuels is hilarious, but he's also a super spot on on a bunch of stuff like high value men, men and women, the relationships, how that works here. You have a lot of women who come on the show who they, a bunch of times they'll have like three kids, um, like really fat, and they will come on to the show basically like telling him, says, Well, I deserve this, I deserve that, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, This is what, like, what do you, like, what are you bringing to the table? He says, Well, I, well I'm bringing, um, I'm bringing this fire, um, I don't want to be vulgar, but I'm saying they're bringing like their, their, their female parts. That's what they have to offer put on the table. And he was like, well, to a man, that's nothing. Says, so well, first of all, you gave up the goods without being married, which is which is obviously a big red flag in most of the time. If a woman is willing to give that up without being married, she's maybe not someone for you. And you have multiple kids by multiple men, that really lowers your chances of actually being with the women, you know, being with the being with a good man. If a woman has been with multiple men and have multiple babies, that lowers her chances drastically of finding of a high value man. Like a really, really, really good man. You're probably not gonna find that if you've already if you've already done all that. And they come on the show talk about how they deserve all this, and he kind of just destroys them. But the thing is, that's not what the show is about. It's it's more of just trying to educate people on these kinds of things or what they can do to help turn that around or see what they can get with their current situation. But a lot of them come in with just like this ego or like this toxic feminine or this corrupt feminine unchecked energy. They bring that in and they just get, they get a reality check from this man. So Kevin Samuels, his show, super good. I love Kevin Samuels. So I think that would be the answer to that question. Um, says, do you have any plans to go on a mission? Um, I plan to go on a couple's mission after I retire. And I think maybe when I'm done running, running in office as well. I think... Cause right now I'm married with kids, so I can't right now. I can't kind of abandon them and quit my job. But I do plan after it all, after I retire, and I'm done running for office. I think I may take a break a couple of years to actually go on a couple's mission and then go back to politics. But I do, I do, I do, I do plan for, I do plan on um, serving a mission. Because I'm doing great is my new favorite podcast right now. Good, good. I love that show. It's really good. They're, they've actually brought on Bryson Gray, Savannah Hernandez, Gavin McGinnis, John Doyle, Nick Fuentes. They brought on a lot of great people. I've liked it a whole lot. And Kevin Sings is hilarious. So true. Dude, I, I hop on his channel every now and then just to see what goofy stuff he's talking about there. Never fails, uh, never fails to entertain me. Never disappointing. We love Kevin Samuels. Kevin Samuels on Cozy.tv went? Nah. That'd be hilarious though. Honestly. Not even gonna lie. That'd be that'd be funny. That'd be funny. Um, all right. While I'm running for office, hopefully I'm not running too long on time. My hour in. Okay, okay, okay. We can work with that. We can work with that. But um, okay. Why I've officially decided to run for office. Um as I've said, there are a lot of Republicans in office who are in the system, basically in there to get money, 
getting getting money from their lobbyists or these different lobby or these different lobbies that exist or different businesses that exist and it's just like I'm tired of seeing these people in power corrupting the world getting and getting money what in the world is going on in Carson's chat I'm gonna put my phone on do not disturb it's been going off. It's, it's, it's been distracting me a little bit. But yeah, essentially, there's a lot of people in office right now, right wing or people who claim they're Republican, who are in office and not doing anything as our country keeps on declining. They have co- constantly compromised on gay marriage because gay marriage is not a thing. Marriage is ordained of, of, is ordained of God and is between a man and a woman. They've compromised on that. They've often give, given in on abortion and they've given in so, too many times on social issues. We know pornography is evil. And it should be banned, but the people who are currently in office will not tell you that because they're all pedophiles as well. Many of them are pedophiles. And they know how a lot of the content that is put on Pornhub and these different websites are from child sex labor and child sex trafficking. That's how they know where a lot of this stuff comes in. We got a lot of old, there's a lot of people in office right now who are there just to get money. The people there who basically take advantage of the average conservative person in the world who want to help save their country. And, and that's basically, that's also the issue with Con Inc. These people, they'll, they'll, they'll adhere to talking points, but they do nothing. And the thing is with, with, with um, immigration as well, a lot of these people fail to realize what we need to do with immigration. They will not acknowledge the fact that we have, They'll say, well, immigration is bad. Like, illegal immigration is bad. That's all they will say. But none of them are, none of them right now are in office are, are, are hard pushing the building of the wall and deport and mass, mass deportation of all these illegals. None of them are doing that right now. None of them are saying that we need to stop all immigration and have a mor- an immigration moratorium right now at this moment. None of them are saying that right now in office. Well, we got, I was like, people like Paul Gosar, Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene, these are the people who are doing these things like that right now. But we need more people like that in office. We need more people doing that. And they will never never admit, they will keep saying, legal immigration is just fine. I say bullshit to that. Because you got a lot of people who come here legally and still don't care about the American culture in the American way. These people only come here because they realize they can make a lot of money in America. And that's basically about it. And the same thing, but not even not not even all the legal immigrants come here that make good jobs. A lot of them are still like are still like really really poor, and they just only come here to get like the um the the benefits that comes from being poor in America, right? They hop on welfare, social programs, food stamps. They they get they can get all of this stuff. All they can get all of it. And people will claim, well, no, they don't, and they say, well, they still pay taxes, not nearly as much as they're taking out of the system. I think, and the thing is, they say, well, they can't get health care, but they can, though. They, all they have to do is go to the ER. And no, they're, not, they're not turned down at the ER. They're all, they're all allowed to go in. How is that paid for? By us, eventually. By us, eventually. So we got a lot of people in office who are pieces of shit who are not doing anything right now. And the reason why I'm running is because we need more America First people in office. People who care about the American people. People who want to help save this country. And how we do that, first of all, is... We cut off all immigration. We got to cut off all immigration, legal and illegal. Mass deport the illegals here because we got way too many here. Way too many people in this country right now because of that. We got to get them out of here. And then we also have to 
we have to bring back American manufacturing because I hate that almost like er everything that I see says made in China. Why does everything have to be made in China? Everything used to be made here. We were the, like the industrial powerhouse. We, we were the manufacturing powerhouse. We were doing everything. We were making everything. But um, neocons, Democrats, and these people are telling you about the free market. They're telling you how it's better for us and how it increases the GDP, bring in, maybe make cheaper products. And it's just like, is that is that really even a good thing? That may be good for the people who run, who run the companies or who make these sales. But how is that good for the average American? They're out of a job. What does the GDP matter to them? They can't they can't pay for food and raise their family. What about them? They're just left out of all of it completely. So what does the GDP matter to them? It does. It frankly should matter to them. They're they're concerned about well, I I can't get this job because I'm illegal. Got the job because they're getting paid off the books, and their income doesn't have to be accounted for it. And because of that, the person who hired them basically gets gets to, gets to pay them for cheaper. And that, that's the issue with a lot of it. The GDP doesn't matter to the, the average American because they're thinking about, I want to be able to provide for my family and live a good life. And when you ship all, when you ship all of our jobs overseas, you take that away. And then you force everyone to say, well, I'll be a programmer, go into technology. Then everyone wants to do that, nor, nor do they have the capacity to do that. They shouldn't have to want to do that. Like, why were they, why? Why, why do they want to do that? Only read, the only reason I went into technology because I realized that is the kind of world that I live in today. I realized if I go into technology, I'll be able to make sure I have a good job and make enough money to do what I need to do. That's the only reason I really went into technology. Well, I'm good at it. Yeah, I, I'm, I can be good at anything that I really want to be. But I went into that because I realized, well, there was a demand for it. So I'm going to go ahead and do it. No one should have to be able to, no one should have to do that. And our schools, all the, all of your schools will force you into college to say, hey, sign up for FAFSA. Make sure you can get this um, benefit from the government, right? And go and cure a bunch of debt from the government. Be buried in student loan debt. They will never tell you, say, hey, you can go be a welder. You can be an electrician. You can be the guy who does the telephone poles. There's a lot of different professions you can choose to make a lot of money. But school will not will never tell you about that. And that's, a, that's another thing with America first. We have to, if we're going to have people in school, we got to save, we got to save our institutions because all of our institutions are ran by a bunch of evil people. We cannot, we cannot drain the swamp if we are not there to drain the swamp. So we have to get into power, get rid of these people. And, it's, and it's, it starts from every level. We have to take back, we have to take back everything on a national level, on a state level, on a local level. It all has to be done. So, if you are old enough to run for office, you 100% should. Because I am. I'm not at this moment, but I, but I will be. I'll be 25 years old. I'm going to run for state rep in District 33 of Arkansas. And I got, I got, I got a lot of good people backing me. Um, a, lot of good, a, lot of, a lot of big things are in the works right now. So we're hoping for a victory here. The real election, honestly, is on March 3rd of 2024. Or around somewhere early March. Because that's, that's the primary election. Because whoever the Republican is there, they're going to win the election. No Democrat has ran, won a spot over here in a very long time. And these people right here, these people are authentically American. They care about... I, that's, that's one thing. Well, I probably, I'll probably never move away from Arkansas. I love the South here. It's like, I love the country. I love the community here. They're all good people. 
And while I'm, I'm like maybe one of the only few black people <laughs> in my town, but no one treats me differently or treats me like they have to be scared around me because I'm the black guy right here. That's not the case at all. If you're a good person, that's what they care about. If you are American and you care about America, that's what they care about. And that's what I love about these people here. They're good people. I'm going to represent these people. And the town next over to me, well, the district next over to me is, is very, very dangerous. And, and I think that's, that's, one, that's one of the biggest things that is a concern for them. They want to make sure that this district stays safe and can be what that district could have been. It's no offense to Blyville, no offense to Osceola. These are these towns next to me who have larger, larger populations. These places could be much nicer and have much more investment in them because they have in the past, but they've all gone down, downhill. Over here in District 33, we could have all of the better stores because we shouldn't have to drive miles and miles just to be able to go get to get really to get good food or go to a supermarket or something like that. We should have that around here. I want to have a local clothing store around here. I want to be able to buy guns from around the corner. I want to I want to have more. Um, I want to be able to go to a bowling alley around that's around my corner. I shouldn't have to go into the town over and have a fight break out because people know how to control themselves. I want that for this district, and I want that for these people. I want to bring back the American dream to this world, and it starts It starts on a local level. It starts in your state. It starts in your home. It all starts right there. So that's why I'm running for office. I have to make sure that the American way is preserved. As it's not being preserved, we have to bring it back. And I do that by, by engaging with my community. And having having that bond with your with your people, right? Because if someone's breaking into my neighbor's house, I'm gonna go help my neighbor. Because especially if they're not even home, right? If someone's breaking into my neighbor's house, I'm gonna rush over there and beat beat whoever beat the hell up whoever just broke into my neighbor's house. I'm gonna go grab my AR-15. I might go cower in the house them. Get out my neighbor's house. That's my friend's house. That is that is my neighbor. <laughs> that is my brother's house. Get out of my brother's house. That's why I'm running for office. I got to make sure that this this place stays great. Got to make sure that because everything else is going downhill. We got to make sure that doesn't happen here. Asa Hutchison was a terrible governor, but I feel like overall, because of the people who live in Arkansas in these more local areas, has kept it has kept Arkansas in a good spot. But I want to make sure they're represented. I want to make sure they're also represented in Congress and state legislatures. State legislatures. I want to make sure they're represented there. That's why I'm running. Cool. I think that went over everything. Um, we got to keep America great. We got to save the babies. We got to keep the guns. Speech is important. We got to love our love our First Amendment. We have to preserve the way of life here. We have to keep God in the home. We have to put God first, family first, Arkansas first. That's what we got to do. All right. Well, the conservative take. What up now? What's up, Kyle? What's up, bro? What's up, man? How you doing? I wish I saw that earlier. How you doing, man? I hope you hope you hope you enjoyed that little bit of um the end of that right there. Um it says Tyler Wood asked me, Have you met have you met or talked to John Doyle? I have, I have met and talked with John Doyle. John Doyle is a hilarious guy. Funny guy, smart guy as well. I originally met John at AFAC and though I waved to him with my nub, and he like Oh, they said, what the fuck? Honorary pyre check? Yeah, so, so <laughs> John Doyle, funny guy. And like for like the past couple minutes, he's just like, just staring at my nub. I'm just like, John, bro. He talk, he jokes about being autistic, but I'm like, I'm thinking, I think this man is actually autistic. 
He's funny. Cool dude. Cool dude John is. Um, and actually, we're on Instagram. I was I was with Cheap Trumpster at Instagram Live the other day. Um, well, I wasn't in it at first, but then I joined in. And John Doyle hops in. And oh, let me see if I can find it. Because of it. Um, I'm going to find the part. There it is. I wonder, the video is probably extra blurry. He wanted to show my nub to Aldo. Yeah, John, yeah. John's a good dude. We follow each other on Instagram. We love John Doyle. Um, but he comes in, he wants to show Aldo my nub. And yeah, yeah, yeah. John's cool. We love John. Sorry, I keep talking about that. But he's a good dude. Good dude. If you aren't subscribed to his channel, um, John, uh, on, on John, just look up John Doyle. You'll find him on YouTube. Um, his show, Heck Off Comedy. Great show. Great show. He's got a video, and then live he came up and talked about how he's, he's working on that Russia Ukraine video. So we're waiting to see the video. It's going to be great. And it says, Kyle asked me, the conservative take says, when you run for office, let me know. We'll come out there and help you on a weekend campaign event. Dude, heck yeah, dude. Heck yeah. All right, for sure. Um, when, I, when I start um, going for it, I'm going to let you know. My, my mom says, amen, amen, mom. Says, got to run. Hit me up later. I will, man. Conservative take, my man. You have a good time. I will see you later, good friend. I will see you later. I think that's it, though, everybody. Um, thank you all for stopping by. Um, before, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go grab my trophies. I should put some background music on or something, but I'm going to go grab my trophies. Tired just talking about it. I'm going to show you some trophies. And for anyone here, please, please, please ask me questions. Anything you want, anything you mean, any questions. Once I grab these trophies, I'll be back and um, I'll be back and I'll answer the questions and talk about my trophies because I'm not lying. I played sports. I'm going to show you. <laughs> um, what should I play? Um, I'm going to play some surfaces. I love some surfaces. It's Sunday, so we're going to play Sunday best. Originally, whatever play after that. Surfaces. <sighs> Excuse me. Jeez. Soda. Sunday best. All right. Hold on. Let me. All right. I'll be back. Let me grab these trophies. Say whatever, cause there is no way you're bound.
I'm back. I'm back. Sorry. Because what I mean, he would have loved more if it wasn't if he wasn't working with, with Elijah, working with the Elijah Schaefer impression. True. He's works with Elijah a lot. That's not bad though. Okay. My brother is here, and his wife. And you want to come around real quick, brother? This is the guy I'm telling you about who, who was also super good at football. Much better than me. This is Brother Nugland. You can tell you who you are. Go ahead. It is just weird right now. I'm holding the trophies of football okay. and everything. You found him on camera? Yeah, it's fine. This is my nephew. Say, hey, nephew. Say hi. Say hi. <laughs> He's nervous, too. But um, I'm older brother Nub. And... um. People name me as um, Night Ripper Gaming. Yeah, he does but, gaming. Um, show me. Here's one of the trophies for um, Little League called Misco League Football. Yeah. This one, one of my MVP trophies. And here's the other one. The hand broke off. It's like my brother, but it's all right. And um, more, but they kind of messed up my name. They call me Rashad, but it's actually Rashon, R-A-S-H-O-N. And another small one right over here too. And 
I got more trophies. I have more trophies in my room somewhere. Yeah. But let me show you this name. Can you see that? It's a little blurry. It's a little. Huh. Hold it close right there. Hold it right there. Hold it right there. Hold on. Let me. Let me. Boom. Look at that. Reggie Amerson. I wasn't lying. By the way, my name is Reggie Amerson. I was raised at 21 then, but I'll, a little bit before that, number 11. These are these are just a couple. There's more around. That's, boy, these are dusty. There's another one. Uh, uh, S blur. It's like, oh, there you go. Reggie Amerson, boom. I wasn't lying. You want to look at mine? See, they spelled his name wrong. Yeah, they, they spelled my name wrong. Defense MVP. How Ashley hurting people. I do those things. Man's was crazy. <laughs> Man's was crazy. I was telling about. I was telling about like our personal trophies that we got too. But those are gone. And here's my actual name. Those like up. I'm telling you guys. Rashawn. Yup. We were good at sports. Wasn't lying. All right, let's get it zoomed back out. Oh yeah, I forgot. There's one more. One, one, one more quick one. I'll show you. One more quick one. I'll show you. We don't show we were the name, good. but we, we were like, we played sports. I wasn't lying. Why would I lie to you? <laughs> Anyways, people, I hope you all had a good time watching the stream. Hope you all have a beautiful day. And wait, did I put your trophies in here? No. Okay. All right, y'all. Um, the next episode of the Nub Hub will be... I don't know. I'm not going to lie to you give you promises, but sometime soon... If you want, if you want. There's another baby here. It's my little... My it's other my nephew. Man. His name is Zane. Zane hey, Anthony yo. Amerson. The babies. He's sleepy right now. Have babies, get married, have babies, um, eat good food, teach your children good things, because we can't save the West if we aren't having babies. You got to make sure you marry the right people, have a bunch of babies, and you can save the world. That's how it works out. While it's important we have to be focused on our goal long term, because we want to save America, it's good to stay focused and have a goal. That is correct. But, but... We got to make sure we are being married. God's commanded us to be married. Be fruitful and multiply. He's given us commandment. Mom said, hey, Rashawn. <laughs> hey, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. What, you want to say something? Come on, look. Sooner or later, I might be streaming some games on YouTube. I'm still doing it on Facebook if, you know. As of right now, I'm moving kind of slow right now, but I'm gaining kind of fast in the community on Facebook, almost at 100 followers, and I've only been doing it for less than a month now. But check me out, Night X Ripper Gaming on Facebook, if you go look me up. He just broke the trophy. Kids! Interesting. Anyways, fellas, as I said, love God, love your family, love your friends, go to church, eat good food, eat your bacon, eat your eggs, 
These things are important for your body. Don't don't let the food pyramid lie to you. You don't need all those carbs. You need more protein in your diet. Anyway, folks, have a beautiful day. I have a new outro I'm going to be playing today by a great friend of mine, Teeny Beanie. We love you, man. Appreciate the outro. Make the intro as well. But I'll let it roll now. Y'all have a good time. And I will see you next time. Peace. all of our time outside all day doing whatever we like our way didn't need a wall to build a new space every moment just came together like two feet hanging in the water few trees stood a little taller new breeze feels so good can't help but remind me that it was a good day It was a good